0: Yo, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back It feels like I ain't did an episode in like a month I don't know, maybe it's because of my last week Or I'm just that fucking bored in the house I've I've literally done nothing Uh, Especially this last past week I've done nothing but sit in the house I've started to pick up Call of Duty more Which uh, I'm about to quit Because they like remade some of the maps and shit like that And I'm just over that shit So I, for a split second, I was like on some fucking I want to go back to work shit. And I know they all in the field right now suffering because I know it was a couple of days out of this week where it was super windy and I think it like snowed at least once this week. But I was on the verge on being on some I want to go back to work shit. And I almost like pulled up to work on some fucking I have no business being here, but I'm so fucking bored at home and I have nothing to do with my days that I was I was about to pull up at work. But I didn't, thank God, because I was—I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But uh, yeah, I just been fucking kicking it in the fucking house. Uh, the Hellcat is gone; it's sold. Fucking me and my brother is starting a fucking business. God damn it! Uh, there's more details to come on that, but I'm—I'm I'm pretty fucking excited. I got to talk a little bit about my little brother because he's a fucking maniac, and I'm—I'm I'm happy that fucking. This is the most street nigga shit I've ever heard from a nigga, you know. Uh, so my brother got called last year, fucking getting on a plane to uh, uh, Arizona. I think it was what like at least thirty to sixty thousand or something like that in cash. Now, for y'all who don't know. Because we too busy, like, watching rappers. And I think that's something that we got to get rid of in the the rap community. Or not even the rap community, the black community. Is we got to stop normalizing fucking thinking that it's cool to walk around with all this money on you. Because that's the quickest way for fucking the the police to stop you and ask you where that money came from. And if you can't, like, give them proof on where that money came from, then they can literally just take that from you. Or arrest you and charge you with probably, like... Uh, I don't know. It's a charge. I don't know whether it's racketeering or money laundering, but money laundering has to involve like a business or something like that. But they can literally stop you and fucking arrest you for having that much money on you and just take it from you if you can't prove where it came from. Because if you can't prove where it came from, then that just shows them that it's not legit money. But nonetheless, I think the true reason why my brother got stopped because he was out of town and he was on probation. Now, for people that also don't know, when you go through fucking TSA and they asking you for your ID and they like scan it right there with your ticket. I hope y'all don't think that that's like something that they just doing just to do. They are scanning your ID to search your name to see if you have warrants, if you like want it or something like that, or if you're not allowed to leave your state for any reason and they can deny you like right there like um the the right to fly through the airport or through the airline that you're trying to go through because you're not supposed to so I think that's how they ended up getting him and I told him that well I told him after the fact after he got out of fucking jail last year and it's so wild that he went to jail the same same month I went to jail last year yes I went to jail last year Fucking, so that's another story. I am pretty much talked about it, but I, I think I need to talk about it again for people that forgot or didn't realize that I was talking about that. But, yeah. So, he got arrested last year while he was on probation. And they let him go. They kept the money. But they tried to hit him with a charge, but they ended up not charging him with it. But, like I said, when... And then the thing, too, is when people... When police confiscate money from you, they know you're not about to go fucking... um We go report that and prove that it's legit money and they know it's not legit money. So they're just going to keep it. There are some dirty motherfuckers out there, but I would caution the fucking the police who do that or just dirty individuals who do that because you never know when you may have stolen some, um, some marked bills. So you could have, you could be a possession of some money that was used in other transactions or undercover, you know, work, and they gave that person, you know, that money in the police market. They, you know, they, they market by um, inventory and, like, all the serial numbers on those bills that they give to those individuals, and that's how they track, you know, these transactions that go on in Street World and stuff like that. So I don't think they took it. I think it probably is sitting somewhere in fucking, I don't know, maybe in some... um some lockup or something like that Or basement of some police department But if you ask me I think they kept that money Because it was a substantial amount of money And you know what I mean Like who wouldn't Like if you were tempted by it You know if you arrested some ex-drug dealer Who had a lot of, uh, a lot of money on him Come on now And a lot of that is coming from me I, I like started watching The Wire again For like the fifth time in my lifetime Because it's that fucking good And, uh, I'm on like season two, almost done with season two, but yeah, back to my little brother. Uh, so yeah, he had that, so he had to go back to court for him violating his probation and they, all they did was restart his probation another 36 months, which is a long ass fucking time. If you ask me, that's like fucking three fucking years. Um, but He's going to try to get it to where he only has to do a year, maybe a year and a half, so we can, you know, do our business shit. But when I tell you he was on the phone happy as fuck, we FaceTimed him for, like, over an hour yesterday, and he was just happy, happy that that was underneath his belt. Me, on the other hand, I'd have been like, fuck, I'm still – they still got a hold of me, you know what I mean? Like, they – you know, I'm still at the mercy of these people. I can't do shit, can't move out of state, leave state. You know, I'm just restricted. But, the, you know, the number one thing is fucking – it's just being happy that you got your freedom because he he was on some shit I was when I done been in jail. And it was just like you, you can't even think. Um, and you know, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. They ain't let all you know is they ain't letting you out, they ain't letting you bond out, and you can't do shit, and you just in you know, in your cell, your pods, or open bays, and it's just you know for me it's like, you know, I <laughs> you know. How did I get here? For him, it was like he was like he went back to his cell, looked at his fucked up mirror, and he was just like, fuck, I'm done. You know, I got to sit down because uh, one of the charges he was like was carrying at least like 15 years or something like that. But that was like maximum. So I was I was grateful that he didn't even like nowhere near close to, you know, see that. But yeah, he beat that. And we we both took a shot on Facetime yesterday. That we we was happy. He don't even drink like that for real, or he don't smoke at all. And fucking, and we was just happy that you know he beat that. But uh, yeah, so the Hellcat's gone. That got sold uh, yesterday. I think I need to take. I got to take my truck in for an appra- uh, appraisal, so I can see what I you know get for that. I only got like ten bands left on that. And it's like a, you know, a 2019, which is still considered a, you know, new truck. But, uh, yeah, I plan on going all electric, as y'all know. And nothing was more grateful than seeing that fucking hell. I mean, for people, it's like, oh, the Hellcats, you know, got sold. i like, I'm telling y'all right now. Hellcats are not, ask my brother. They just not. First of all, it's a bad luck car. Because for sure, you can expect. Either your windows get busted out because if they think that you're driving an 80, 90, $90,000 car, they gonna want to see what's inside of there. Gotta be something in there, and that had us happen. Uh, I think the uh, after the first week of buying it, it got broken into, and they motherfucker stole like three guns out of that motherfucker, or at least four or something, but uh. Motherfuckers will just want to race you for no reason, even if they know they can't beat you. Um, and yes, it is an attention grabber and people, you know, look over at you in traffic and stuff like that. But it's it brings more negative attention than positive attention. If You know what I mean? Like it ain't you know, people tell you nice car, you know, all the time. But it's also motherfuckers that want to break in it, want to steal it fucking, you know, it's too fast for its own good first of all, and then, two, like, if you spend an dollars $90,000 on a fucking car, you would think that they give you just some of the most superior technology in that fucking car. They do not. I'm telling you now. Um And all year long, and probably for the past two years, I don't talk to motherfuckers about Hellcats because they just want to get one so fucking bad, and I always tell them, like, yo, if you're trying to save a buck, Settle for a Scat Pack, but you don't really want to settle for a Scat Pack or S R, you know S R T, because, you know everybody loves that seven hundred and seven horsepower. You know who doesn't want that? But like I said, you get nothing. There's nothing different from a base model to that because there there's you know so many options with configuring you know a char, a Dodge Charger, that you can get the lowest level, R T. Or fucking SXT or whatever you know configuration and models that they have and all underneath the Hellcat and they all can be configured to look like a you know a Hellcat. You can even get an RT wide body, which is fucking insane. You know, I mean, like you can pay thirty five thousand dollars for a car and have it look exactly like a Hellcat versus you know and save you forty thousand dollars. You know, there's nothing. You know, the only thing true difference is, you know, the inside with the seats. But if anybody want a Hellcat seats, they can just go fucking buy the seats online and fucking switch them out. You know, you spend, you know, a thousand dollars on, you know, those premium seats, and you got it. So I tell people, it's like, you know, if you want something like that. It's cool and all, you know. It you it's fun to speed, weave through traffic and stuff like that. But sometimes they get annoying because sometimes you you know you do want to go fast, but it's so much fucking traffic. And if you ever lived in Colorado or been to Colorado or any you know city close to you know Colorado Springs or Denver, it's always traffic. So you gonna get to go fast for maybe about five seconds, and then you got to hit the brakes because you about to hit a wall of traffic. It's always like that, or their streets is fucked up. Or something like that. But, you know, it was fun while I lasted. But, I, like I said, I plan on, you know, my next goal is to get me something electric. You know, I'm tired of this gas. I'm tired of this gas. And for people who don't know, you know, I I, I was watching, you know, this documentary. It's not really a documentary, they like little, you know, mini documentaries. It's a YouTube page called Jake Tran. I encourage everybody to look it up because it, this motherfucker gives the actual facts and the real deal about like all this, you know, those government conspiracies that ain't really government conspiracies. This is shit that is really going on and has happened in the past. You know, as we know, Saudi Arabia is huge in oil. That's how they, you know, that's how they make they that's a primary source of income is the fact that they sit on some of the the best places to drill for oil. So. You know, they practically are the richest. The Saudi family is the richest family in the world. So, you know, and they make all their money off oil. But, you know, my thing was, you know, the U.S. is converting to, you know, all electric cars. But it also made me think, like, it ain't going to hurt them. You know, and I, don't, I don't think it's going to hurt them too much because, you know, we use oil for more than just, you know, fuel in our cars. We use it for a lot of other shit, fueling factories, fueling, you know, tanks, all that kind of stuff. You know, we always going to need fuel for, you know, our military vehicles. I don't see them going electric anytime soon. But, uh, yeah. So I, I was wondering, like, how is that going to impact them once we convert over to all electric cars? Because by, I think it was, uh, I want to say 20... At the at the latest 2030, like, there is no, there's not supposed to be any production of any gas cars anymore. So whatever's out there is going to be out there. And then after that, going forward, it's all electric cars, which I'm all for. You know, the only thing I have, you know, a gripe with and what I talked to my little brother about was uh, the fact that, you know, say if you do have these, you know, these muscle cars and stuff like that, like the Dodge Charger, the next Dodge Charger that comes out. Will be a completely different model for one, and it will be electric. And the same thing with the Rams, you know. How? uh, What will be the workaround to making it still sound aggressive? Because right now you do have a thousand horsepower Tesla that can literally beat you know virtually anything. It's it's amazing, but it literally sounds like fucking nothing. You don't hear no exhaust, no aggressive. You know nothing. So it's just like what's good. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure they're gonna have a workaround around to that because everybody is, they know that like that's the number one thing we're having muscle cars. Like people want to be able to, you know, just mash on the gas and just hear the exhaust just going crazy or something like that. So, but yeah, like I said, I wonder what if you know how that's gonna impact you know the Saudi family because I'm pretty sure that we are, you know, the, we have to be the number one consumer of fucking like fuel, the U.S. And you know we struck a deal with them like back in the eight, you know, not the eighties, but I don't know. It was it was a long time ago when they first like discovered oil, and that was a deal to keep you know all these neighboring countries you know surrounding Saudi Arabia from just going in there invading and taking over. But I wonder how that's going to impact them when we tell them like yeah we're going all electric which I I'm, I'm pretty sure is not going to dent their pockets too much but it's going to take away from a lot cuz it is going to be a like probably like at least another 10 15 years before you know all the gas cars that they have now are just you know completely obsolete and they're not using them no more so I think that it's going to be a huge change here in the future about that but uh we'll see uh but yeah so, uh, so one thing I wanted to talk about was personal. Is I think that I'm probably getting ready to start going back to counseling, and last night kind of 100% solidified. It. I was it was something that happened like weeks ago, and uh, was it weeks ago or maybe like two weeks ago or something like that. So you know, some people know that you know, I for some reason I don't know. I've been having like the wildest nightmares, like crazy nightmares. And it's it's hard for me to understand why, because I, I know why. It's because of, you know, the not so, to me, not so hard combat. And the people that I work with would say that it, it wasn't so hard combat tours that I've done. Even though, you know, you've seen a little bit here and there, I've been involved in some stuff, but it ain't hard to me. The average person, it would be, you know, shake them up a little bit. But to me, I didn't think that it was... At the time, you know, my mind wasn't on, you know, being afraid of, you know, this, this, and that on deployment. My mind was just on, like, I'm getting paid to be over here, you know, smoking motherfuckers if I have to and when I have to. But, you know, for... The longest going on, you know, a few years now, I've been having, like, just a, the wildest dreams where I'm just, you know, either um, in combat, literally just in com- every dream. I I've, I've, I've haven't had a good dream in I don't know how long. It's been over a few years. I haven't had a dream where, you know, like, you know, I wake up, that was funny. It's literally just been all chaotic mayhem, you know, war zone dreams where I'm in a a gunfight. Somebody's trying to kill me and I'm trying to kill them. And literally in some way, shape or form at the end of every dream, like I end up, you know, getting killed or I end up dying or, you know, I've I see that like the dream is getting too crazy. And I literally, you know, hit that exit button Wake myself up And it's just like It's crazy I don't I, I I don't know What to How You know How best to describe it Other than that Like But it's literally like um, It's in some situation Where I'm in a shootout and, I, and I'm telling you Like every night Almost If I can't remember the dream It wasn't a good dream If I do remember It, it was a It was a dream Where I was in You know Straight up gunfight I don't know why and it'd be like the craziest shit because I haven't deployed. My, my you know my last deployment was 2018 through 2019, maybe. No, it was tw- it was tw- it was all of 2018. But um, it was just you know, and even that one wasn't bad. I think that was my most chill deployment, even though it was fucking miserable. But it's just you know, I can't shake it. I can't, you know, I can't stop it no matter what I do. And, you know, the last time, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was literally like, you know, right as I'm getting ready to turn the TV off and go, you know, roll over, go to sleep. It was just something that crossed my mind. Something told me that it was just like, you know, I'm about to have a bad dream tonight. I don't know why. But, you know, I go to sleep and I wake up and it was just like, you know, and it's not just, you know, gunfights overseas or something like that. It'll be gunfights here, you know. This one was a you know a gunfight with my my stepbrother, and I accidentally got shot in the face because my sister was trying to help me, because he was just you know out of control, just trying to kill me, just out of control. And you know I'm holding him down while we're wrestling over a gun, and you know my sister was just like she seeing that you know he just wasn't letting up, and he eating. My stepbrother is much bigger than me. He's very, you know, he's very big. He's way bigger than me. Been bigger than me since we were little. And it was just you know, it wasn't that I was losing, but it was just like I was struggling. And she seen that, so she just you know tried to shoot him, and misses, and uh, you know, or she does end up hitting him, but one of the shots ends up hitting me like in my temple, next to my eye. And I, you know, and the craziest part about it too, like dreams, they always say you like you never, you never really. Feel pain in your dreams It's getting to the point where I I don't know something is going on with me, But I feel pain in my dreams And that's what you know pretty much wakes me up the most Is me feeling pain In those dreams And the, you know the saddest part about that You know that dream was my son was there You know my youngest And you know We're tussling you know over the gun Still after she shot him Because he's so big that he could He could withstand the, you know Him being shot And we finally got him, finally got him off of me because he was, like, kind of, I don't know what he was, you know, kind of choking me or something. And she ended up shooting him again. You know, I get up, take my son out of the room, and uh, I go in the bathroom, and I'm holding my son, and he knows that something's wrong. And all he could do is just lay his head on me. You know, he wasn't crying or anything. He was just, you know, you could tell he was sad. He just laid his head on me, and I look in the mirror. And I'm just like, you know, blood coming out of my face, crazy blood coming out of my face. And I ended up passing out and that me passing out, hitting the floor was me waking up in my bed, literally from me hitting the floor to me sitting like straight up in my bed, just having an anxiety attack. And, you know, I start crying because I thought it was real. And I was just like, okay, I feel like it's time for me to go back to counseling. But why I'm so hesitant to go back to counseling is because I don't want them to think that, you know, when you go to counseling or when you go to any type of these things where they, you know, give you the little questionnaires and stuff like that. You know, actually, are you feeling suicidal? Are you having, you know, weird dreams? Are you seeing things and da, da, this? I don't want them to label me as crazy or, you know, suicidal or I'm having some mental health issues for one, because that interferes with your rights to own a gun. Two is I just don't want them to, you know, something negative to come out of it. Because that's what I feel like comes out of it is something negative when, you know, you tell people you have some type of mental health issues, especially in the military. You know, you 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 speak out and say that you have your, your something's going on with you mentally. You know, everybody's just, you know, up in arms like, oh, shit, we got to do something about this. And they may not go, the you know, take the best route when it comes to doing something about it. So, you know, you don't want, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want it to fuck you over. So that's why I kind of been kind of hesitant to speak on it because I don't want something bad to come out of it. And, you know, it impacts me forever and, you know, immediately impacts me in a negative way. I just want to be able to. Figure out a solution to what's going on because, like I said, I'm I'm serious when I say that it's literally like chaotic dreams every time I go to sleep, and it it's been like that, and literally, and I and I and it it goes all the way back to you know when it's I feel like I feel like it first started happening was you know my first gunfight way back in 2012 or 2013, and you know, that that night after we came back to base, I go to sleep. And um we won that fight. Halfway thanks to me, you know, providing that mortar support on ground, blowing motherfuckers up. But in my dream, it went the complete opposite. We lost that fight, we got captured, they was killing some of us. And it was, it was literally like on spot on real, the exact same place that we was at and everything like that night. And it was just crazy that I, and it felt so real. And that's what I'm saying about these dreams that I'm having. They legitimately feel so real. And I don't know why it's, you know, continuing to happen. And like I said, because I haven't been, you know, on a true combat deployment in, in years, but you know, I'm starting to have these stateside dreams where it's here, you know, people I've never deployed with that I'm having, you know, I'm in gunfights with or I'm having gunfights with and stuff like that. And, you know, like I said, it just put me it's put me in a rough spot because I'm trying to deal with that mentally. But it also, I, don't, you know, like I said, I, you know, I don't want to be ashamed of going and getting help, of you know, for it because I don't want people to judge me or look at me differently or it to impact me in a negative way. So, like I said, I kind of said I was going to go, like, that week that it happened. And I said, all right, I'm going to go this week. This is my last week off, and I got time to do it. And I, you know, and I procrastinated again. And literally last night, I had, like, a wild dream. Woke up, went back to sleep, another wild dream. Woke up, went back to sleep, another wild dream. And it was just like, you know, fuck. You know, it's tough to deal with. You know, like I said, because especially like it just, you know, it creates some type of paranoia in you where you always like in real life, you, you know, you're afraid that something's going to happen to you. You know, it's always going to be a shootout around the corner or something like that. And it's literally it's not like I'm thinking about this stuff either. I'm not thinking about it at all. You know, I wake up, have regular days and stuff like that. But like I said, it's just, you know. You know, most of the time, in my opinion, dreams come from shit you've been thinking about or, you know, in relation to your day. Like I'm not up all day just thinking about gunfights and shit like that. You know, I do watch a little seal team or I do, I, I do like action shows and stuff like that. But I, I swear to God, I don't think it's from that at all. You know, because like I said, I could watch something, you know, that involves that and don't think nothing of it. Like this shit is literally like personal to me where I'm thinking about, like it's people that I actually know that I'm in gunfights with. That's making me like, damn, you know, something's going on and I have to figure it out. But, uh, so, yeah, that's my little personal story that, you know, I want to bring up about that. But uh, moving on along. Um, man, they've been sending pictures. They just, <laughs> they sent the pictures of them in the field right now. Man. I can't. I feel sorry for them. But anyways, like I said, so I spoke about it a little bit last week. Fucking the. The. the, the, the now where well, the Air Force is getting rid of the PT test And I said that a little bit of That the Space Force is getting rid of it But the Now they actually like getting rid of it they, So they trying to ditch their little annual Fitness testing And they have service plans to institute Like a program that promotes physical Activity Mental health And balance eating and sleeping But uh, I don't know why they said that Because that's what We already do in the military, but I think they're going to put more emphasis on it and, you know, less like focusing on, you know, if you can run a two mile or not, you know, we, we, we all about keeping you like straight up healthy because how they, you know, at least how the military, at least how the army does it, they just straight up like get strong. They don't think about... But first of all, the number one thing that pisses me off, everybody is a fucking health expert. Everybody is a physical fitness expert. It's like, if you know so much, why the fuck aren't you like a physical trainer or something like that? You motherfuckers have no degree in any of this shit, but you motherfuckers like been to the gym probably since y'all joined the army. And all of a sudden y'all know it all because y'all, y'all watched a bunch of YouTube videos or, you know, read a couple articles, which I'm not saying that that's not a way, a form of learning, but... You have no actual you know you may have experience from trial and error, but you don't have experience, like actual experience where you learned, went to school and you learned about this shit. And that's how pretty much everybody in the army works. Like, you know what I mean? Like something could be going on with somebody and all of a sudden I'm like, well, what, you know, what's his sleep pattern? Like, what's his uh what's his diet like? What is he eating? I see him with a, you know, energy drink all the time. That could be affected. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Like you just can't come up with these assumptions, and you think you know this, you know that because of how you're observing somebody, and you have no actual knowledge of what you're talking about. And I've always hated that. I've always hated these these know it all, especially in the infantry. Number one thing you're gonna get out of the infantry is motherfuckers that, you know, and I and it doesn't it does not make me like you know there are some fucking athletes that we have in the infantry. Like one of our. Um, company commanders in our battalion. He was in Ranger Bat and he was in the fucking Olympics. So yes, I'm gonna take some advice from him. Am I gonna take advice from a motherfucker that has a high school degree just like me? Fuck no. Unless like it's actually working for them. But like I said, there are motherfuckers that just literally like just think they they know it all. And it doesn't make me view them as these nutritious these these nutritious experts or these weightlifting experts. It makes me look at them like fucking gym teachers. That's all I look at them when they get to talking about fitness and stuff like that. All I look at them is like, you're a fucking gym teacher. Because first of all, half the time, you know, most of these people just passing down knowledge that they learned from their stupid-ass squad leader. That that person learned from their stupid-ass squad leader. And it's, it's really not fucking beneficial work. Like, there was this one time, me and Q, shout out to Q, always, because I know he's listening. But Q had a hard-ass time passing a PT test when I first met him. And I first came to, you know, the unit that we were in on our deployment. He Couldn't pass a PT test. So, they were trying to force us to come up with these elaborate-ass PT plans. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You know, 5-mile run, 12-mile ruck here. He's got to be, you know, doing this, doing this, doing that. And I was just like, how about we just focus on him doing push ups, sit ups, and two mile run? No, nah, that's not going to work. He needs to be doing more than that. Like, they were literally balls to the wall, like all the way up to Sergeant Major trying to tell me that I needed to come up with this, you know, complex ass PT plan for him to excel and him to just pass the PT test. And I said, okay, fuck it. Because it wasn't no, it was literally no getting through to them. And just so they could shut the fuck up, I told them I was going to do that. All I did was go on the Internet, copy and paste a bunch of these fucking PT plans, and they were just like crazy ass shit. Typed it up, gave it to him. was like, yeah, that's what I like to see right there. You know, you do this, I guarantee he's going to pass PT tests in fucking 30 to 60 days or however much time they gave him to his next PT test. I said, OK, I go back to Q. Me and Q have a conversation about how these jackasses want him to do all this bullshit. But we're not going to do that. We're literally going to go to the gym, do push-ups, sit-ups, two-mile run pretty much every day until it's time for you to take a PT test. And I shit you not, he went from a failing PT score to literally, well, I think his his number one thing was, you know, doing sit-ups. I'm pretty sure he almost maxed sit-ups. If not, he maxed push-ups and he passed two-mile run. I think he got like a 260 270 something on his PT test. And he said that that was like his first time ever, you know, getting that high on a PT test. And when I we really get went back to them with the results, and we and also we tracked his, you know, his per, his progress throughout the weeks. We went on there and wrote his push-ups 2 sit-ups and 2 my run, you know, scores like pretty much every week if not every day or something like that. Every week we did it at the end of every week. And, you know, see him, you know, progressing. And at the end, when he passed that, you know, they came out like, yeah, see, I told you the da this. And I was like, I just want to let y'all know we did nothing that y'all asked us to do. All we did was push-ups two-mile, sit-ups and two-mile run. And for a second, the platoon star just sat there and looked at me. And it was like, because he looked like a complete jackass because he thought that fucking, you know, that was going to work for it, you know. And I was like, we didn't do anything you asked us to do. So, but I'm pretty sure that pissed him off because, he he was for sure thought he was gonna get one up on me, and I was like, nah, man, we didn't do anything. We just did the regular shit. But like I said, that's the number. That's one of the things I hate about the military. Like everybody's a fucking gym expert. So maybe the army, but the, I I I see the army not getting rid of that shit as I said before because it's just it ain't it ain't something that they you know we are the tip of the spear when it comes to you know the branches in the military. Not tip of the spear, as in like special forces or Delta or Navy Seals and stuff like that, or you know, Air Force Special Operations. But we are the tip of the spear when it comes to branches. And if we're not on par with the Marines, but you know, like I said, I'm I'm Army, so I'm gonna put us over the Marines. So they are not gonna get rid of that, no matter how much we kick and scream, ask for them to change it. They are not gonna, they are not gonna get rid of that shit at all. In fact, they just made a fucking change to that shit, where uh fucking they're finally coming out with our actual new PT test, and it's gonna be out April first, which I ain't gonna fucking do, fucking they're uh they're finally moving forward with it. It's not gonna be fucking because for the past few years they've been trying this gender neutral age uh neutral bullshit, and fucking they were just trying to tie it to your combat MOS and that shit did not fucking work whatsoever at all. Fucking it's all, it's all back to fucking male and female and age shit. So just like how the other one was. So I, you know, all the events is based off this shit and it's all stupid, easy shit. And if I have to do it, best believe I'm scoring just a 60% across the board and I ain't doing shit else. That's it. But all this fucking trying to back shit, I'm done with that shit. I'm getting ready to start fucking going back to the gym after I start physical therapy when I go back to work. And that's all I give a fuck about. Army fucking PT test? Mm-mm, not doing it. They got rid of fucking the leg tucks, which I don't know why everybody was so kind of upset about that. Because for me, I've had a core since I came in the army. I don't know why or how, like, people can't do sit ups. And sit ups is the same thing as, you know, leg tucks. And people just can't do it. People can't grab a hold of the bar and do not even one fucking leg tuck. Whereas like you grab onto the bar and you lift your knees to your elbows and people can't do it. Don't know how, why, or anything, but I can max that shit like it's nothing. So they got rid of that shit, but I feel like they personally should have got rid of the two mile run because, you know what I mean? Like you can run this all day long, but put gear on and then try to say you can run to this from one place to another. You're going to be way tired. But. That's something like I said. The army ain't getting rid of shit like that. Uh, but they did replace the the leg tuck. With the fucking plank. So I mean that involves you having a core too. But you ain't got to do it as, as long. And I don't. It, it's not as hard to do a plank as it is. To do a leg tuck or a sit up. For some people. At least that's what they say. But. You know I can do either or. It don't it don't matter to me. But uh, yeah, so that's that on that. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 excited to go back to work. I went in for my tattoos and fucking I I gotta wait till fucking June now, which I'm. I've never been so anxious for a tattoo, but I really I really want to work with this dude that I you know I'm working with now because. Um, we met at we met at a Raiders game. He was Josh's, Josh's cousin, tattoo man, and we met at the Raiders game at the friends and family because Josh's cousin plays for the Raiders and he got us tickets. So I really want to work with him, but I've never wanted to get started on my tattoo so bad, regardless of the pain that I'm gonna go through, and like I said, I am determined to cover my entire upper body just because I want to get in physical fit shape and. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be on some redneck shit walking around with no shirt on when I get my entire upper body just done and covered. I don't care how long it takes, how much money I got to spend, but it will be done. But that's pretty much all I've been doing. I ain't got nothing really truly planned for this month. Um, Just normal shit. Just me and me, really. Uh, I've been working on you know creating my content. It, it sucks. So it, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, creating content is pretty fucking exhausting, and it's a lot of work because uh, when you're dealing with multiple platforms, every platform has their way of uploading shit, and the easiest way to upload shit is on TikTok and fucking and. Instagram because they just basically the same shit you just upload a video or pictures and that's that when it go from like you doing shit on YouTube certain formats you got to upload shit in Spotify iTunes you know I wish that they all just accepted the same format of fucking content and you ain't got to switch up you know the way you edit your videos and stuff like that that kind of makes it a little bit hard but I'm getting there I'm working through it I'm still motivated, and I appreciate y'all for listening. For, you know, staying, sticking with me. Uh, I've been having, you know, trying to work through these ideas and stuff like that. Like I said, I got these hats ideas, which is completely separate from my podcast idea. I'm working on our logos and stuff like that. Uh, I want to do T-shirts, and I'm about to get in touch with this guy who makes T-shirts here, and you know, I ask him who's the manufacturer for a t shirt because he makes really good T-shirts. Um, so I can at least come out with my simple, you know, t-shirts and stuff like that, you know, white, black, and gray. That's all I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been pretty much doing, you know, uh, I'm still committed to doing at least two episodes or at least one and a half. Like I said, I'm gonna try to do my midweek, you know, 30 minute episodes and stuff like that. Just a little miniature check-ins that is going to be kind of completely separate from the week. To where I'm just only talking about, you know, just one specific topic and could squeeze it all in 30 minutes and then leave, you know, my hour long episodes for just talking about abundance of things like we've been doing. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um yesterday was my son's mom's birthday. Shout out to her. Uh she should be back from her her tour, her deployment in Africa. Um um, probably I think next week So I think my son's going to be pretty excited about that Which I got to call in today day And ask him that he tells mama happy birthday uh, Yeah That's pretty much it um, Actually I shouldn't have said shout out to her happy birthday Because she kind of made me mad yesterday She knows Every fucking year You know get my son when I got Vacation time Every year it's the same thing. I I don't know why she does this, and I don't know why women do this in general cuz it's kind of fucking annoying is and I and I know why she does it. She tries to stay she tries not to have to spend as much as little money as possible, which I don't know why. Just 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 buy just pay for your portion of the travel. So what I have to do every fucking year when it comes to getting my son it's me always going to go get him. Now, there's been a few times here and there where I've I've still had to jump through the most hoops of the traveling arrangements. But for the majority of it, I go all the way there, get him, bring him back. When it's time to go, go all the way there, drop him off, come back. Spend all day flying, literally, from 6 in the morning to 6 in the evening. So if it's going to be like that, I always ask her. I'm like, hey, you know, you want months in advance, can we talk about, you know, the traveling arrangement? Oh, yeah, you know, I I talk talk to you and da-da this, get out of work, da this. She really don't. Then I try to ask her again. What she'll do is she'll cop an attitude, make it seem like I'm being hostile or being aggressive towards her, hounding her about it, and I'm just trying to get a jump on it. Don't talk to her in any aggressive manner. Any disrespectful tone, nothing, because I truly do not feel like paying to come there because it's it's expensive the way I have to do it. I have to buy a one-way ticket there, then buy a ticket for me and him to come back to Colorado, a ticket for me and him to go back to North Carolina, then pay for a one-way ticket home. All the while trying to get these times to match up so we don't miss our flight. So we get off a flight, immediately hop on a flight. She don't understand that. She don't understand like it's literally like crunch time every time we do this. And last thing I want is to miss a flight or it's like there's no times in between that to where I'm not sitting in the airport for hours on end on a fucking layover. All because she doesn't want to do it to where I come get him, come back. She comes get him, goes back easy simple. She never does that. So I tell her, you know, that's kind of upsetting to me, but I'm I'm for sure I'm going to have to do it again because like this is our second time like me bringing up like hey, you know, what's our travel arrangement? What are we doing? Because I don't want to be you know, waiting to the last minute and tickets is crazy. I think at the most the most I spent one time because we, you know, it was down to the fucking wire and we waited till the last minute. I spent like $1,500 on plane tickets. Literally just $1,500 out of, out of my ass. When it could be so much cheaper if we just go ahead and handle it. Mind you, I pay fucking child support. Mind you, I still buy my son stuff outside of child support. Now, I know fucking her bills ain't that much to where she can fucking, she's just, you know. you know, trying to put me in a position where she feels like you know, child support ain't enough. I should be doing this, this X, Y, and Z. But I don't know. I don't know where her head's at in that situation or how she feels about that. And you, know, like I said, not to be disrespectful towards her because, you know, I do very much so respect her. I just don't like this part of our co-parenting relationship where I feel like, you know, in my, in my mind, I feel like she's just trying to get out of any way of, you know, buying things and, and spending money. And I'm not saying she has to spend as much money as I do. Like, everybody knows, like, you know, I buy my son whatever. You know, when it comes to, you know, buying him clothes or, you know, toys and stuff like that, I spare no expense. Because my son deserves that. You know, for one, you know, even if we were in the same household together, I, I'd still spare no expense on my son. He deserves it. He deserves everything. But uh, a little bit of it also feels like it's uh, it's the counter to me not being there, me making up for me not being there. You know, to keep him in a better headspace and keep him in you know better spirits, you just spoil you got to spoil your child. You got to do those things. But like I said, I feel like it's just, you know, her mindset of, you know, her trying to get out of happening to pay for X, Y, and Z. Any way that she can get out of paying for something, she will, at least when it comes to our son. And I'm not saying she don't do for her son, but I'm saying I do a lot for mine. I do a, a whole lot. So I feel like, you know, it's just something that she should take a little bit more serious. And I feel like I have to show y'all like, you know, literally tell y'all I'm a, I'm probably going to speak on it in the next episode and tell y'all like. What what did she say? Because I'm going to come back and I'm going to give her a while because, know, you know, I know I understand it was her birthday and we was talking a little bit about it. I didn't want to, you know, press on it on her birthday. But she said she was going to get back to me after work, and she did not. So I'm going to give her a week, and I'm like, hey, you know, where we at on this? Because, like I said, we about, you know, and I like to get a jump on it while the tickets is cheap. We Technically, right now, we're like two and a half months out, which is kind of cutting it close when it comes to buying plane tickets. If you want to get them cheap, you got to buy them two months out. Because if you don't, like, you wait a month out, that shit is expensive as fuck, and everybody knows that. So we'll see. We'll see what she's she's gonna do and she's gonna say, and I'll get back to y'all on that. Um last thing I want to talk about is fucking the US, President Biden of course, is allowing a hundred thousand Ukrainian refugees into the country. And also I think he I think they they There's something in that where they're giving like millions of dollars towards that uh they they're dedicating a hundred and no not a hundred and but one billion dollars in humanitarian aid, and they also just last week I believe it was like another one to three billion dollars in fucking aid to them overseas to in the effort you know to contribute to their war and i was just like how where is this money coming from please explain to me where this money coming from also how the fuck are we it's that easy to allow refugees in but we never really allowed refugees from mexico there's always, like, hoops and fucking all types of shit that, you know, Mexicans have to jump through if they want to come through from the border. But, hey, we flying motherfuckers out of a conflict zone from all the way on the other side of the world to come to America just like that. And $100,000 is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. But just like that, and just like that, you approve uh, $1 billion. But we have all these things going on here that need attention to that we gotta vote on this it has gotta be a vote on that We gotta go through years of fighting for it For it actually to go through and it to happen But hey, just like that, here's a bill And 100,000 y'all can come over here To go where? And do what? I'm sorry, I hate to break it to y'all But we fool over here in the US Like what the fuck are they gonna do here? You know, and, and it's cool You know, I I would expect another country to do it for us Even though they wouldn't But You know, I'm sorry that they're going through that, but we got our own shit to deal with. And, you know, truth be told, the the reason that Ukraine is going through that in the first place is because fucking. They going through that. That's their problem. And some some people didn't agree with, you know, maybe it was meant to be maybe Ukraine was meant to be a part of Russia or some shit like that. But, you know. At the end of the day, they ain't got shit to do with us. I don't know how that affects us truly and how it could affect us if, you know, Russia did take over Ukraine, how it would impact us in the future if there was any war to break out or something like that. I don't give a fuck. But I just think that it's, you know, stupid that we offering up all this aid to all these other countries, all these things that are going on, and, you know, no aid and help is coming to us. And it pisses me off that how these fucking these veterans and all that shit that's willing to go over there and try to fight and help Ukraine are the same motherfuckers who got out of the military over here because they hated it. But you mean to tell me you willing to go jump on an airplane and go to another country you've never been and help fight a war because you seen on TV that was going through it? Bitch, we going through it. Why you leave the military if you love fighting wars so much and you love helping people so much? Why'd you leave the army, the U.S. Army? And you fighting for benefits and all that old kind of shit. But you, like I said, you willing to go jump over there and do what? Just to say you did it? Because let's be real. A lot of people don't give a fuck. They want to be on. They Motherfuckers want to be on the news. That's all they want to do. They want clout. That's how, like you say, how niggas be doing shit in, in our culture. These motherfuckers want clout. That's all they want. They want to be on some documentary. They want to be on TV. They want to be interviewed by some journalists. They want to be hailed as a fucking humanitarian hero by going to go jumping off in some shit. All to get your fucking head blown off. Please believe me. I'm not going to sugarcoat shit for you. You are more likely to die if you go over there. Your chances of dying are in the high 80s. 80% chance of you dying if you go over there thinking that shit's sweet. Because like I said, like we be telling people, this ain't no fucking, this ain't no war with the Taliban where they ain't got much. Bitch, you going peer on peer. Motherfuckers are firing missiles at you. Dropping, leveling cities over there. Buildings. And you think you about to go over there and be protected? Mm -mm. You have no idea. First of all, and a lot of these motherfuckers, that the, the crazy part about it is, is that, you know, in and planning of wars and stuff like that and training exercises are real time or, you know, we planned and we knew the lay of the area. We knew this, we knew that we knew, you know, we had Intel about it. You're about to go over there and join forces with Ukrainians that may or may not speak English for one. They may, but you have no idea what you're, where you're going to. You have no idea about this, this and that. And they told motherfuckers, don't come over here thinking that you about to be, oh, you're American and you about to get some special privileges. They told motherfuckers straight up. It is not that when you go over there and join the, you know, the Ukraine military or, you know, try to assist with the Ukraine military. They're going to treat you just like they treat everybody else. Bitch, you ain't nobody special. You think because you're American and you fought in the US Army that fucking we about to give you you about to be a fucking lieutenant colonel when you come over here? Fuck no. You about to come over here, get your $13 a day, and here's your 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 fucking your off-brand ballistic helmet that may or may not protect you if somebody try to shoot you in your fucking head. But that's neither here or there. Also, we don't have night vision like that. So psh, here's a flashlight. Hope it don't give away your fucking position. That's the shit motherfuckers need to think about, but they ain't thinking about. Because all they want is fucking clout. And I hope they get exactly what they're looking for when they go over there. I hope exactly what they they get what they looking for. There's a lot of motherfuckers that are going to go over there. And I'm like, damn, y'all ain't got no Wi-Fi over here? No cell service? Fuck. When's the next plane back to the U.S.? I need to get the fuck out of here. That's what a lot of motherfuckers are going to be. A lot of these motherfuckers that didn't get to, didn't get to see the action that they wanted to see in the military here... Because we shut that shit down in Afghanistan So they're going over there thinking that they bother fucking And that's literally what it is I've never seen a generation of people So addicted to a war that they've never seen Want to go jump off into some shit All because they're not getting the opportunity to see it That's how you want to live life Is peace and no war But you think that that's how a life has to be. We've been conditioned to feel like because we've been in the the, you know, the war on terror for so fucking long that that is conditioned. We are conditioned to think that that's how we're supposed to live our life, have seen some type of combat experience to be respected out here. And that ain't the case. I've known plenty of people that ain't seen no combat experience and they will, one, blow your fucking head off 2 they're a very respectable individual and they've seen no combat and, you know. But there are some people who haven't seen combat that try to act like they're this, this, and that. And it was like, dude, you you've never seen the things that I've seen. And you gotta take that away from them because they're acting like a fucking asshole. But we'll see. We will see. I guess yesterday was the month the one month anniversary because that you know, that was the projected time that the uh, Russia had said that The whole thing will be over and they be done seized Ukraine, which they haven't. And I'm not gonna say that fucking Russia ain't over there getting their ass kicked either. Russia's over there getting their ass kicked too. But fucking, there nonetheless, there are people dying on both sides, military and civilian. By the way, Um, I encourage everybody to go look up the real the realness of that so they can have an idea of what it's on. Go on Reddit, type in fucking anything related to dead bodies in war in Ukraine and with Russia and you'll see the real about what's going on over there. None of that fucking censored uh Instagram, YouTube shit or CNN. You're going to get the real exposure to it. But uh that's pretty much all I got. I got to go wash my car off. Uh more of my truck off. I finally changed my fucking tire on there. But uh yeah. It's Friday. Nice and sunny. It's starting to warm up out here. Thank God. I'm 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 excited about it. Even though I don't I don't see myself going outside, but I, I just hate the cold and I hate the winter. And I'm glad it's finally warming up. Sun staying up a little bit longer. I'm about to hopefully enjoy my summer. Uh, yeah, man. It's been another episode of Convert Conversations. I speak on what me and my brother's business is we got going on. We're starting to, you know, get the ball rolling on it. Uh, I I probably talk about that next episode cuz I, I feel like I encourage every uh I encourage everybody to you know be in some type of business for yourself generating some type of revenue and generational wealth for yourself or at least get if you're not going to do it getting your 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 children in that mindset of being their own boss and stuff like that in some way some form don't just feel like you got to go working 9 to 5 to survive out here because that's the quickest way to have you stressed out and fucking you know not really enjoying life like like you should Um, I spent last 10, 11 years of my life doing that, dedicating my life to the military, working, 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 feeling like this was the way of life. And it showed me the complete opposite of that. Fuck work. Fuck working for somebody else. Military has taught me that you can't work for an asshole. Um, And that's no way to live your life. Like, you you know, and you want the finer things in life. Of course, you got to work for them, but work for them. You know for yourself don't just be putting in All this work for you know some company Or somebody else get out there and fucking Figure out what works best for you Your job should be working for you just like You're working for your job and if it ain't It's time to find something new But I appreciate y'all for listening uh, This episode and the previous Episode will be up on YouTube later Today um, It's been another episode of Common Conversations And I'll see y'all Mid next week Hold up. I was really just in the process of thinking about this week's title episode. I'm starting this new thing where it's going to be shows you should be watching and music you should be listening to. Um, I'm going to give you all th- at least three show recommendations. I don't want to start you all off too crazy. Of course, watch The Wire. There's a lot of people that have never watched The Wire or have never heard of it because they're too fucking young. I was too young to know about it when I was a little kid because I was too busy outside playing and all that kind of stuff. And it was HBO. That was a premium channel that we didn't back then, you know, the early 2000s because we was broke. We had it sometimes, but my mama wouldn't allow us to watch HBO because, that one, The Wire is not a kid's show. And on top of that, they had adult shows on there. Shouldn't have been watching. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely watch The Wire. Uh, watch Top Boy. The Wire is on HBO. Top Boy is on Netflix now. There's two versions of Top Top Boy, but it's technically four seasons in the U.S. It's two seasons in the U.K. because it's broken up into two different type of shows, but they're all basically the same thing. Definitely should watch Top Boy. Uh, watch Summer House if you want to skip past all the other shit. I think the first two seasons was kind of like a prequel to when old boy Deshaun went back to the UK UK version of it is way better than when he was in Jamaica um, but yeah top boy has slept on watch that Atlanta is coming back on so if you haven't been watching that why I encourage people to watch that Halo series just started that's kind of okay for the first episode but if you want to watch something that's a full season is already out the Mayor of Kingstown. Watch The Mayor of Kingstown. It's only one season, and they got approved for a season two. Please. It's on Paramount TV, and I'm going to give y'all a little bit of game after this. I know it's on all the all these shows that I'm giving y'all. It's on all these different streaming platforms, but I got a fucking loop to that, and it's going to cost you zero fucking dollars, and all you need is the Wi-Fi and the Internet. But, uh, yeah, definitely watch The Mayor of Kingstown. It's a good-ass show. And with these show recommendations, I'm going to elaborate on what they are. Uh, But just look them up so I don't don't waste a whole lot of time trying to explain it and you don't really get it. Look up the trailer. That gives you a better idea. So you ain't got to read a synopsis. Just watch the trailer. The main show is The Wire, Mayor of Kingstown, Top Boy. Atlanta, of course, is coming back on. If you haven't already been watching Snowfall, last week's episode was crazy. This week this last season, which is gonna be their last season. Been kind of dull. But this that last episode where everybody was getting shot at all over town. Oh man, it's crazy. It's gonna be sad to see that go. Um power. Everybody ain't been really talking about this power with Tommy on it. But just give give it a chance. Give it a chance. Fucking it's it's okay. It's not. It's all of course not going to be up there with Tyreek's uh, Power Series or the original Power Series or Raising Canaan. But I put, you know, Tommy's Power over Raising Canaan and the original Power, and I put it right underneath uh, Tyreek's fucking Power Series. But definitely watch that music. You should be listening to. You should give a shot. Larry June just came out with a new uh. With a new album That that was pretty good um, Lil Durk Lil Durk's album was okay I, I really wasn't fucking with it I don't like his whole auto-tune stuff That's why he re-released the song And re-released the whole album With that song included on it To keep his uh numbers up Without a song that was just straight You know, street shit, no auto-tune Because people would have mixed feelings About him coming out with that auto-tune shit We don't want to hear you sing all the time On fucking songs or the majority of your album, just just stop doing that. Uh, old songs. I was I was listening to some Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia has some fucking bangers, so I've been I've been listening. To, I was listening to a little bit of Three Six Mafia. One song in particular, two songs in particular: uh, "Weak Ass Bitch" and uh, "Like a Pimp" featuring Pimp C. Rest in peace, him. One of my favorite artists, uh, Lil Wayne. You know the drought is over. Part Four. One of my favorite songs on there was Ask Them Holes. That was a pretty good song. Took me back. Took me back to like fucking 08 when Lil Wayne had fucking mixtapes on lock. You didn't know what was a real mixtape or you didn't know what wasn't. But you knew that fucking Lil Wayne dropped a fire song. You just didn't know where the fuck it came from. But drought season, uh, not drought season, but the drought is over part four. And uh, Lil Boosie and Lil Webby ghetto stories. That was also a pivotal moment in my lifetime that fucking... It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be timeless music forever. All Boosie and Webby's old, you know, songs and, you know, albums, mixtapes that was out in the, you know, at the latest of two thousand seven to eight and anything before then is gonna be timeless music forever, in my opinion. Um but yeah. Also what I wanted to say is fucking about them finally or I mean, I feel like they talk about this every year, is about them not you know, giving any attention to the Grammys, at least black celebrities. But I feel like that's not going to work because black celebrities care about their recognition more than anything. If they really gave a fuck about fucking, you know, having our own award shows for black people, if black people really gave a fuck about that, the Source Awards would still be around, the BET Awards would be taken serious, and maybe a little bit, nah, not the MTV Awards because I feel like that's more of a, White TV, show, channel, than anything. But it caters more to the white. But yeah, they would definitely take the BET Awards or the Soul Train Awards more serious. They're talking about coming out with our own things. Like, those are three things that have been around forever and nobody pays attention to. Nobody gives a fuck about. They give a fuck about the Grammys. They give a fuck about the Oscars. They give a fuck about the Academy Awards. All these things that fucking include black actors, black artists, they give a fuck about no matter... How we put it, no matter how much we try to pull away from it, we're we're never going to pull away from fucking the Grammys, the Oscars or none of those other fucking award shows that fucking give us recognition. Until we start taking our own shit serious that's already in place. But yeah, that that's all I got to talk about. It's been another episode. We almost at 100. And I appreciate y'all for sticking with me. And I'll see y'all next week this time.